When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, in case you hadn't noticed over the weekend, we've been mentioning this a lot on our Twitter account that the football content awards are back and this year's venue is the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and yes you yes you you can help last word on Spurs lift a trophy at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium all we need you to do is simply vote for us as your best podcast you can do that by tweeting I am voting for at last word on Spurs in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best podcast Or you can go to the website of the Football Content Awards, which is www.footballcontentawards.com forward slash 2020 hyphen voting. And you just simply just place your vote for the last one on Spurs under the Premier League podcast. Once again, we can't thank you enough for all your support. And as always, your votes mean a lot to all of us. Come on, you Spurs. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, and I am joined with the last word on Spurs. We've got your team covered with Churchill Business Insurance. What a show we are set to have for you. Obviously, talking about that Premier League meeting that took place today. No more football until April the 30th. Now, what does this mean? Will we actually see the Premier League season concluded? Should it be scrapped? Was Spurs in fact? Favor of that, many rumours, and you, as always, can have your say tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. You're at home, you need your football fix, you need your sporting fix. This is the place to do it, Love Sport Radio and the fan shows, giving you a say. Well, I'm delighted to say that the team are once again with me this evening, and I'm delighted to say a man who hasn't been on in ages joins us once again. It is John Wenham from Lily White Rose and Jamie Brand, the Daily Hotspur. Boys, both really glad to have you uh, with me tonight. Firstly, I have to start with you, John. Good to get you back 
Are you well? Hello, mate. Yeah, I'm surviving. <laughs> I can answer for, for all of us at the moment. These are obviously really difficult times and challenging times and, and not something many of us have ever seen before, thankfully, in our, in our lifetime. So just wishing all the listeners well and keep safe and keep washing those hands, basically. But no, I'm doing fine. I hope you're doing well, mate. That's why we need you, John. Important messages like that. Keep washing your hands. So true, though. Uh, everyone's health and safety is paramount and football and sport feels a little bit secondary this week. But so true, John. Really good to have you back on. Looking forward to tackling a lot of topics tonight with you. And also the man who always joins us, Jamie Brand, the athlete himself. Jamie, are you, family, everyone well? Yes, yeah, all all good here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been even even the space of the the last week or so since we last we last um, were on on the radio. It's you know, it's changed so much, and um, yeah, it's crazy that all, with, with all the football being cancelled and everything. But I think in terms of Spurs fans, I think we're quite we're quite lucky that the the football's been cancelled at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say where you was going when you were saying Spurs fans quite lucky because that's <laughs> not been the feeling in the studio talking to you guys, Jamie. I have to ask because I was a little bit worried. I was starting to feel insecure about this show. Looking forward to seeing you, and then you you all decided to self isolate from me tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, no travelling up to London at the moment. Obviously, you know, you don't want to go out, but. Um, oh, yeah. 90 minutes with Charlie. No thanks. We've got lots of. Sh- <laughs> I know the last one. Spurs got lots of shows coming out tonight. We've even got Ricky. Um, he's off doing another show. So, yeah, lots of Spurs coverage. Wait, stop the press. Ricky has left us for another show. What is it? Transfer talk. What is it, Jamie? No. <laughs> I might be about transfers, but I think it should be a very good show. It's with the truck. Um, trust so I think that's certainly a show to to go and look out for yeah absolutely bit of a last word on Spurs exclusive then well let's get into it now and remember you can join us as well tonight please call up John and Jamie and myself ready to take your calls and what you think uh, on how best the most ideal logistical solution to getting football back on the pitch should it be scrapped should Liverpool be champions could we see a 22 Premier League team some mad proposals 0208 70 20 558 John I'll start with you and obviously it's been a strange week an unprecedented week really unusual only last week we were talking about the game uh, with Spurs in the Champions League now obviously we're talking about no games uh, maybe play behind closed doors what did you make of this and this football stopping and and everything that's going on in the world at the minute yeah sometimes I know we're on a Spurs fan show here but sometimes there are more serious things in life than football and I think this was certainly the sensible decision to make I feel like we're going to see more uh, decisions made by central government in the coming days that will affect us all day to day. Um, so, yeah, I think it was the right decision to, to postpone the football. I mean, it's, no, it's, you know, it's a contact game. Football people are, are up close next to each other. And, um, you know, you don't want anyone picking up the disease or then passing that on to their family, uh, etc. So it was a sensible decision by all. Um, and obviously, from a Tottenham point of view, does it hugely benefit us? Absolutely. Yeah, we mentioned that players like Harry Kane coming back and we said how unlucky Spurs have been, you know, blighted with injuries this year. You know, Jose not having much of a squad to work with. We're seeing in a weird, maybe trivial way, could this actually improve Spurs? It will obviously improve their rivals as well, hoping to get players back of their own. But Jamie, let me ask you, because it all happened very quickly at a rapid pace last week on Thursday. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta testing positive for the virus and the pandemic really kicking off. We know Italy uh, at the epicentre of that at the minute. And we saw other leagues, the Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A acting very quickly. Was it fair to say, Jamie, maybe the Premier League and UEFA with those European games, they were a little bit slow to act here. They were one foot behind. 
Well, I was going to say exactly that. I mean, it is really crazy that obviously the Arteta story came out and it was, all, it was sort of like two hours or so after the Premier League announced that games were going to go ahead. Um, of course, Spurs were going to, due to play Manchester United and, you know, what I'm discussing with, with other Spurs fans, I mean, it seems crazy that we were going to, having to make the trip up to London and, and kind of risk, risk you know, our health by going up to the games. And it did seem as though it was delayed, of course, um, Atletico Madrid. It was two, they brought two thousand fans over here, and now they're they, you know Madrid are in massive lockdown at the moment. So, uh, um, yeah, it's, it did seem as though they they acted quite late. And of course, there was the Wolves situation as well, where they were made mm. to travel out to Olympiacos, and of course, their their chairman had been tested positive for for the virus. So, it did really feel as though both UEFA and the Premier League were pretty slow to act, and and that that was disappointing. Yeah, and, and, and Wayne Rooney maybe said as much. Footballers, uh, I don't know if you agree with this, John, treated like guinea pigs. They were waiting. Their welfare was forgotten a little bit also. But it, it did take this. And, and Jamie mentioned the Wolves there, you know, Leicester players apparently self-isolating. And what is a key note here is not only the Olympiacos owner, Evangelos Marianakis, testing positive for that virus. He is also the owner of Forest. Forest played Millwall. Olympiacos played Arsenal. Arsenal then played West Ham and Wolves. And that was really kind of the domino effect here, wasn't it, John? Yeah, it was very dangerous, actually. And as you say, the, the way the virus can spread, obviously, it can contract so quickly between so many different groups of people. Uh, and that's what's led to our sort of community coming, coming down. And it's actually shameful that it wasn't uh, cancelled in line with the other leagues. It, you sadly sort of think it comes down to money and maybe dictatorial contracts with uh, providers of TV channels, etc., who, who, you know, broadcast the matches. So that, that was very disappointing. Uh, the Premier League did take so long, and it was only after the Arteta news and then Callum Hudson-Odoi early in the morning of yeah. the next day came out. It felt like then serious action was being taken. Mm. And John, you just mentioned there actually, you know, that maybe we were a little bit so UEFA actually played those games and I know we're keeping it from a Spurs perspective, but I know that teams here, you know, Tottenham Wolves always, they were in touch with UEFA saying maybe these games shouldn't have gone ahead. They did go ahead and then it was only then UEFA acted and some people are sort of questioning this, John, saying that, you know, why this wasn't maybe acting quicker because once again, money is at stake here and it's money is the central to these issues. I do feel like money with UEFA is, is central to a lot of issues. They've been found out in the past for, for this sort of behaviour, uh, and this seems like a repetitive passion to me. But this time, the Premier League are in it just as much as, as UEFA because other leagues said, no, we're stopping. We're putting the safety of our fans, players, um, you know, etc. first. Why did the Premier League take so long? Why did it have to be, as always, reactive rather than proactive? Yeah, and Jamie, for you, there's so many, uh, you know, solutions on the table. Some of them good ones, some of them very viable, others maybe not so much. Out of all of the ones you've heard, what do you think actually suits? Because we've heard Liverpool champions, no relegation. Hopefully we will have the conclusion of football. Are you in agreement of that? Do you think it should be scrapped? For you personally, what do you think suits? Well, look, the really difficult thing about this this whole situation and, and the virus is that no one really has a clue when it's going to sort of resolve and when we're going to be able to go back to sort of being a normality almost. Um, and that's when, you know, and that's kind of when we are back in that sort of normality. That's when the football has to continue. And, um, you know, it, a lot of the reports are saying it's going to be a couple of months. So it is very difficult to see kind of when the Premier League is going to be completed now. I know there's talk of, you know, will they give Liverpool the title? But then there's all, you know, if you give Liverpool the title and that's kind of all you decide, 
you know, there's lots of it's very unfair on a lot of other teams in terms of how do you decide who gets the Champions League spots if you don't play the remainder of the season. And there are lots of different arguments. Um, for me, the way I do see it going, it does seem as though this it will come down to a case of the season will be voided. Mm. Um, I just can't see how you know they're going to get in all those games in time, and I don't want to see any sort of modification to the way they they do the rest of the league and they do the other domestic cups. Because I think that that would just, you know, that leaves teams at, at disadvantages and, and gives others advantages. So I don't want to see any modification of the league. And if and if they had to do that in order to complete the season, then I would be against it. Um, the biggest thing for me is that I don't want to see next season impacted. Um, you know, look, it's it's very easy to set from a Spurs perspective and say, look, we, we don't want this season to go ahead because obviously we've had a very difficult season. I'm sure if we put ourselves in, in Liverpool's position, we'd, we would be saying something different. But look, next year, Spurs, we want to try and go again. We want to have a better season and we want it to be a normal season. We don't want to have to have next season impacted um, because we've tried to complete this year. Yeah, John, uh, quite strong from Jamie there saying he actually don't think it will be concluded. What do you make of it? Yeah, it's really interesting. And at one point, I'll just call up Jamie on his, you know, he, he said maybe Liverpool fans will think differently. But if you ask me, I know quite a few Liverpool fans and, and all of them want the season to continue. They don't want to be the league title winners with an asterisk next to their name, you know, in years to come. Oh, you didn't actually win it, despite the fact they've been phenomenal all season. To, to sort of be gifted it, you know, are they going to win two out of their last nine games? Absolutely. You know, they'll win a lot more than that. So they, they'll want to get on with it, Liverpool. And, and from a Tottenham point of view, you know, either of those two options, looking at it selfishly, just from a third point of view, uh, are good options for Tottenham. One, the league carries on and we've got nine games left to come. Five of them are at home against likes Man United, Arsenal, Leicester, West Ham. So these are, you know, it's in our hands where you want to finish. If you want to finish fifth or by some miracle fourth, um, it is possible. Or the alternative is if it's voided, then Tottenham obviously finished fourth last year in a Champions League place and also reached the Champions League final. That should hold some um, credibility uh, in terms of where, where they would finish and, and what they'd be eligible for the next season. So it's certainly a really interesting time. Personally, I you know I know they've extended it today till no football before the 30th of April. But if you look at the amount of global events that are being cancelled well into the summer, likes of Glastonbury, uh, even at Tottenham's own stadium, the capital summertime ball, um, you know many potentially Anthony Joshua in, Joshua's event, John. Yeah, yeah. I mean Eddie Hearn came out and said he's now looking at the 25th of July, and um, so they've obviously got that in mind, and that sort of tells you all oh, football may be being played throughout June. So. April still seems you know, a long way for me, but then also you've got to remember there's nine games to play, so you do need time uh, to play all these fixtures. So I, I personally, I don't see it being voided. I think we will play those nine games. And actually, I hope we play those nine games because that will show that the coronavirus hasn't had such a, a long-lasting and damaging effect. It will mean that people have returned to normality um, and it will be you know, better for everybody. So I do hope the season can continue. Tottenham have been extremely uh, beneficial from a footballing sense out of this scenario with the likes, as you mentioned, of Harry Kane coming back, but also players who are sometimes not as rated as highly, people like Musa Sissoko, who did start a Champions League final for us, who does play week in, week out, when fit. Uh, obviously, Hummin Son, and hopefully, if we could get Steven Bergwijn back even for two or three games towards the end of a nine-game run, that would be hugely beneficial for Tottenham Hotspur and what they can achieve this season. Jamie, I'll let you reply to that. Yeah, I, I do agree. I mean, a lot of, in terms of, I know Liverpool, I have heard the same as well in terms of Liverpool. They do want to win it properly. 
Um, but but for Spurs, I mean, you know, I think it is right. I mean, look, even though it has been a difficult season, and I probably would say, look, if it is voided and, and we were to get Champions League football through that, because honestly, I can't see us, even if we do have the likes of Harry Kane, Hyungmin Son back, I still can't see us finishing the top four um, or even the top five, if that's what's required with Man City potentially getting banned. Um so, yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's really difficult to see. I know the, the FA came out and said they were going to um, extend the season if needs be um, to sort of beyond June. Um, so, yeah, look, I think it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see kind of what, what happens. Yeah, it is so messy and, and the waters get very murky. We are in uncharted territory and not only that, we mentioned the money side to it. Could there be a legal side to it as well? We're going to be talking all of that and you can join us as well. 0208 70 20 558. Love Sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined with Jamie Brandt and John Wenham and I'm delighted to say now we go to our first caller tonight and it is a favourite. It is a tradition. Age Adrian's corner. Adrian, really good you've joined us tonight. Firstly, how are you, Adrian? I'm fine, thank you. I hope you're all fine and well, and all your family and friends are well as well. You know, so, uh, what I'd like to talk about, I mean, the government said today that it'll be 12 weeks, they reckon, before they're on top of this crisis. So you're looking mid-June. Then you're talking about the fitness of players and talking about playing games behind closed doors. Then some clubs might have players who are down with the virus. So what do you do then? So I don't think the season is going to get finished behind closed doors anytime soon. And if it goes into, say, September or late August before it starts, I've got a theory of how we can solve this problem. Oh, cool. What I would do is make this season we've got now void, but I would play the nine or ten games that are left as fixtures at the beginning of the next season. I would award six points for a win, two for a draw, zero for a loss. Then half those points would come back to this season, unfinished, the unfinished season. Mm. You would complete the league table of 38 games. You'd have Liverpool, obviously, as champions. And you'd have your European places down to eight if Man City's bands is upheld. It. The, only, the only thing my model doesn't sort out is promotion and relegation from the championship. Uh, I, would, I, would like, I wouldn't have no relegation. That way, you'd, you'd ease the fixture congestion, because bearing in mind, when we finish next season, you've got the Euros in the summer, you start the season again, and then you've got the World Cup at Christmas. You know, it's very complicated. What do you guys think? John, what do you make of that? Well, there's, there's a lot going on there. Adrian, thank you so much for calling in again. <laughs> I hope you've got, got your calculator out, John. Yeah, I've got my notepad down, doing a graph of working out where all those fixtures would take place. But yeah, it's, it's interesting, but... I worry about that the legal disputes if we don't have promotions and relegations that there are you know I, I actually think that that playoff game and, and sort of promotion to the Premier League is worth so much money that those clubs like Leeds who've been battling to come up for years you know they, they would be instructing the best lawyers they could afford this would be in the courts for a number of months and, and we'd have you know uh, multiple sort of distractions from football while legal battles were going on I just think it'd be really really hard to deny a team um, who who yeah, played such a long season in the Championship, and we all know it's such a hard league to come out of, to then turn around and say, look, unfortunately, because of this virus, there's no promotions this year. Maybe if there was some sort of um, guarantee they'd go up the next year, but even then, I don't know how that would work for the rest of the league. I just think it's really, really, uh, it's a really difficult call to make. But you're right, you know, it, the government have said 12 weeks. That does play right deep into the summer. One hand of me thinks, you know, 
that's going to take a lot of planning and, and will there be time to start the next season? But on the other hand of me, is very excited. I'm thinking of, you know, Arsenal at home on a bank holiday in August under the sun at the lane. Can you imagine that? It would be absolute carnage. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> I think you could compensate the uh, teams that finished first, second and third in the championship. Ah. It's been done before when West Ham with the Tevez Maserano situation when Sheffield United had to be compensated. You could there's enough money in the Premier League. They reckon they've got a one and a half billion surplus or a billion surplus. What you could do is you could compensate them well financially, I believe. Yeah, what do you make of that, Jamie? Well, look, obviously, obviously, in terms of um, the promoter, you know, not not promoting certain teams or relegating certain teams. I think, as we as we said, the lawsuits would be massive, and that's probably why the Premier League and the the Football League are so keen to kind of get a, re- a resolution to this season. But I think one of the the big points in terms of if we were to continue this season, you know, it's going to be really really difficult now um, in sort of the the different levels of fitness these players are going to be at because of players being unable to train. Um, and it's going to be really difficult to get sort of get that match fitness because the way you do that, you 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 have to play games and. Um, you know, when you're playing such high-intensity games in terms of league fixtures, you know that's that's kind of asking for injuries to happen. Um, you know, and then of course, in those 12 weeks, will it have been completely resolved? Is it? Will it be? You know, is there going to still be a threat of the virus still being spread around? So, that those would be the concerns I have in terms of you know the fitness and maybe the the uh, the you know, the welfare of the players, really. Adrian, can I just quickly ask, how did you come up with this? You know, what made you go to the drawing board and where did you get the six points for a win, doubling it up and two points and in a result to think this would be the best solution? Well, I just gave it a lot of thought. You know, I'm also thinking about another case. You know, what about the teams in the relegation zone? How many players do you still have to have with coronavirus before you say you're not going to play games, one or more? Or will we get in a situation whereby if the virus is going to carry on for months and months, do we just treat someone with a coronavirus just as an injured player and play on? Mm. I mean, I can see teams down the bottom refusing to play games. And what about the teams in the championship? If their squads have got players that get coronavirus and they're forced to play playoff games and they don't want to play them. Yeah, it's, that's that. I think that's why the the problem is, Adrian. It does get so murky because it won't be great for every team, and maybe that is where Jamie's worry comes from that they won't actually see, you know, that football concluded. Adrian, we really appreciate you calling into the studio tonight. Uh, tradition there, Adrian's corner. Always good to get him on. We literally go straight to another caller though. This time we're going to Stelios. But before we do go to Stelios, just wanted to quickly ask there, um, Jamie, what did you make of that? has to be voided if we're coming up with sort of solutions like that. I just can't see how you have these odd modifications this season. I think that they do, these clubs, you know, as hard as it's going to be on Liverpool, as hard as it will be on the clubs in terms of who could have come up, the likes of Leeds or West Brom, um, or whoever might have come up from the Championship, they're just going to have to, I think at the end of the day, they're just going to have to accept that this was really an incredibly unusual situation. And that's one thing I don't want to see, as I said. I don't want to see next season affected by the fact that we've had to maybe play uh, play games deep into the summer or, as suggested, we, we play games at the start of next season. I just don't think with, with kind of the solutions that are being raised 
or in terms of any of the modification of, of this season. I just don't want to see that happen. Yeah, well, we go straight to a, another call in our always one we enjoy. A new regular, Stelios, good to get you on. Are you well, uh, uh, mate? I'm alive, I'm alive. <laughs> you're, you're alive and kicking, Stelios, and I hope you're going to kick us into life a little bit, mate. We need you tonight. Yeah, yeah. Look, wishing you all well, man. Hope everyone's doing their bit and we'll get through it eventually. Yeah, and, and what did you want to talk to, uh, talk about tonight, Stelios? Yeah, so th- there's, there's one um, thing that I feel nobody anywhere has spoken about at all, whether it's the FA, the Premier League, the clubs. I mean, it's a club issue, but the FA and the Premier League clubs and Sky Sports, all these people, they've got to you know, be aware. The, 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 the country and every other country is pretty much shut down now. Mm. You know, people are, a lot of people not working, a lot of incomes being hit. On the 1st of May, I'm expected to renew my season ticket and pay. Mm. Nothing, nothing has been said about the renewals and the clubs coming out and saying, listen, we, we, they need to come up with a plan for that because how many thousands and thousands of fans aren't going to be able to afford that payment on that date now? And not only that, Stelios, you've already paid for the games that you're owed. Will that come off next year? And why this is also worrying, from that angle that you bring up there, some players, their contracts are expiring June the 1st. These games have to be concluded. You've got players out and loan. Can they then come back and play? Other bigger clubs who have got you know players out and loan, can they play? Will agents say, well, actually, we don't want them playing past June the 1st because this could scupper a chance at a move whenever we see a transfer window to a new team. Will they have to pay more because an injury basis there? Mate, I, I, that, that, you're talking now about whether the season is going to carry on and all the implications of that. If, that, that topic, I, I'm, I totally agree with Jamie. This season will be written off eventually. Really? This you... is, well, mate, what we're doing now is extend and then pretend. Let's extend it. Let's extend the deadline <laughs> and pretend that there's another one. And then let's extend it again, pretend a bit more. Just, just look at Italy. That, that poor country is getting decimated by this illness the the, the 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 figures that are coming out each day new cases death mm. mate is horrific how on earth is any italian club going to restart their season let alone juventus continuing the champions league so that competition ends so you can take that same scenario for the domestic league here mate we're just at the beginning of this I I I I I I just think it's do lally for anyone to think this season will continue. It will get written off in the end. It has to, mate. And you know they talk about playing games behind closed doors. I'm assuming they're going to televise these games so we can watch them. Then, right? I have no idea, John. Have you heard anything on that? And what do you make of what Stelios said? Because because the reason yeah. I'm saying that is sorry 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 to talk, mate. The reason I'm saying that is if they do televise them. What are you going to get? Mass gatherings of people to watch the game together. <laughs> You're back to square one. John? Yeah, I did read some proposals, actually. In a, a, a newspaper had leaked uh, last week when this was first muted of the idea that clubs would give season ticket holders direct access to watch the games. Um, but these obviously wouldn't be shown in pubs to avoid the idea of mass gatherings. But, you, you know, people do manage to find games other ways. They don't rely on the terrestrial broadcasters to show these matches. So I'm sure that would still... Uh, in terms of mass gatherings. But, you know, having heard from you, Stelios, and also Jamie now, both quite sure the season's going to be voided. Um, that's very interesting for me. because It wasn't a position I, I, I sort of took before. I thought surely we'll get the games to be played. Mm. But 
what you say about the announcements and then another delay really reminds me of the Tottenham Stadium situation. Obviously, we had those multiple <laughs> announcements that it was coming, and then it wasn't coming. And then, you know, we started to work, and then it was a year late. And um, it, is, it is, you know, it is potentially reminding me of that. When I hear that the peak isn't going to be for, or we don't think it's going to be dealt with fully for 12 weeks, that goes well beyond that 30th of April deadline, which is about five weeks away. Um, what what, so yeah, what, what happens as well, pal? Go on, what, what, happens, what, what happens as well, pal, if a player says, I refuse to play because mm. I fear for my, my health and I'm not taking that back home to my wife and kids? Mm. Great what, what do we do then? I suppose that would be dealt with on a, on a club-by-club basis. You, you could imagine someone like Daniel Levy docking someone some wages for that, but um, other clubs may deal with it differently. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult True. because Stellos raises the point there, Jamie, I want to bring you in, and, and we could see maybe a mutiny in clubs because some clubs want to play on, and then some clubs maybe, like Stellos said, won't want to play, that the players are fearful for their own health, and then we can't conclude it with some wanting to participate and others not, Jamie. Yep, and again, look, there we go. It's, you know, yet more complication as to how we're going to finish the season. Yeah, as as we've established, look, you know, it's it's getting it's getting worse in Italy, and you think that it's probably going to get worse in in this country as well. Um, you know, that twelve weeks does take us to kind of the middle of of June, so that already leaves you with with kind of very little time in terms of um, the the next season. So. You know, again, as I said, it's 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 more complications and and it's more reason as why I just don't think this season is going to happen. I think it's actually right that you know we are continuing to keep moving this deadline back just to kind of buy us more time. I think it's it's obviously the sensible thing to do. You know, you don't want to write it off completely at this stage, and they will continue to discuss it, but. For me, I, I just can't see it happening. Yes, Stelios, we really appreciate your call tonight. I absolutely love that, by the way. Extend and pretend. I'm going to use that and, and pretend it was my own. Uh, take care, mate. Always good to hear from you. Stelios, Adrian calling in there. You can still join us tonight. 0208 70 20 558. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined, not in the studio, but still a strong team tonight. Jamie Brand and John Wenham with me. And you can join us all tonight. Put a question to the team. And what have you heard from the callers? Something you agree with, you disagree with? We're more than happy to hear from you tonight. So why not join in? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. We've heard then, maybe, John, Jamie, that you know maybe it won't be concluded. Extend and pretend was one of what uh, the points Stelios made. I want to quickly say to you, in a little bit now of a, of a trivial way and maybe a twisted way, if we don't see a Spurs or we do see a Spurs, what, is, what would this time look like and actually be for Jose Mourinho? Obviously, came in midway through the season, had to make an impact very quick. The squad was decimated with injuries. Now, could this actually maybe a small turning point for that Spurs side? Not only do they get players back from injuries, but he can take a step back. He can reevaluate, look at the squad that he, hatch, uh, he actually has, John. Yeah, I mean, this is actually a great opportunity for Jose Mourinho to make some clear key decisions. I think he came in with certain ideas about certain players he liked. And some of those players then went on and didn't really impress him. You know, we have this image of, I'll give an example, Eric Dyer. He, you know, linked with Manchester United multiple times. And Mourinho even praised him in the press a few times. And when he came in, he obviously didn't perform to begin with. He had recently started getting back into the team. But this will be the key period now, if Tottenham are allowed to continue training, to assess Eric Dyer and Jose Mourinho to think to himself, do I see this man at Tottenham long term? Because his contract now has got, what, 15 months left on it, expires... 30th of June 2021, now is the time to decide, are we going to keep this guy 
or is it time to move him on? And he's just one of many players in that scenario. Obviously, we've got Jan Vertonghen, who's out of contract in you know a little under two or three months now. Um, and then the younger players like Oliver Skip and Jaffet Tanganga, who are both also contracted for 15 months. I expect both of those to get renewed. Um, they're obviously you know, highly respected by Mourinho. Um, so, yeah, it's a really it's sort of a, a unique opportunity to squeeze in an, an extra pre-season now and start clear planning and forward planning for what's coming ahead because it's got to be a better season next year. No excuses at Tottenham. Everything is there. It's mm. up to do well. Yeah, it, it's maybe without obviously saying we, we care of everyone's health, but if it would have come maybe when Spurs were still in that FA Cup or Champions League, could it have actually helped them and, and maybe it made them make a better impact in those? What do you make of it, Jamie? Yeah, look, it's it's a diff- It's going to be a really difficult time. I mean, as as we've established, I th- I'm sure that training will stop soon at, at Hotspur Way. Um, so it's you know it's going to be a difficult time for for kind of the players and and knowing what's going to actually happen because as, as we've been discussing, we don't actually know kind of whether the um, the season's going to continue. We don't know whether the players are having to prepare for a new season. Mm. So it's obviously very difficult to know how you what you're going to have to plan. But you know you just hope that the club are now planning for kind of every sort of um, sort of outcome that, that might come from the decisions the Premier League will make. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it has come at a really good time for Spurs because, you know, the, the last few games, it has been a real disastrous time. Mm-hmm. Of course, we got knocked out of, of two competitions. Um, our, our league form was really poor. So, you know, you just hope that it's a chance for Jose Mourinho to kind of reevaluate his squad. I think when he came in, you know, maybe he did overestimate kind of um, the potential of this team, I think we've seen that. That, as, as Ricky said, um, you know, you know, it wasn't. It's kind of the, it's the real end of a chapter for this this team. And you just hope that Mourinho is going to plan ways of how he's going to improve it, whether that be through signing new players, um, how he's going to, you know, different sort of tactics and stuff. So you just hope that he's going to use this time. Um, to kind of plan for the future for Spurs. John, I have to ask, maybe it sounds a little bit ridiculous or a daft question. We know that the players, you know, they're self-isolating as well. They're going on these individual personal training programs at home to keep fit. And most of these players will have gyms and personal trainers and we're keeping this social distancing and being safe in this two weeks. The players go back to training. They're gearing up to that 30th and we're still in this peak. One of them, you know, test positive for virus touchwood, that doesn't happen. Then the players all have to go back in two weeks because just because you've self-isolated for 14 days doesn't mean that you're never going to contact the virus after that. Well, we don't know that, do we? That's the problem with this virus. We haven't been told yet if you can get it once, whether you can get it again. Mm. And obviously, they are working on vaccinations as we speak. And you'd think that once vaccinations do come out, rightly or wrongly, it would be people like professional athletes on huge sums of money who would get those first. Um, so we really don't know enough about the virus yet and that's what's so scary about it whether you can contract it a second time because obviously then the season just simply yeah but john not even the players who, who haven't i'm not talking about contracting it a second time the players that are self-isolating who, who haven't even got it just as a precaution and then everyone turns back up to training and then they do contact the virus for the first time yeah and, and then there'd be more delays wouldn't there because mm. clubs wouldn't want to play missing certain players or, or, or as adrian adrian said on his call would it then be treated as an injury that there's so much uh, unambiguity about about all of this at the moment, and, and only with days and time 
will we start hearing more about the virus and, and ways that we can hopefully get around it and move on from it. Yeah, and obviously we're hearing about this Premier League vote uh, that maybe took place today. 14 clubs needed uh, to vote yes for a scrap season. We're hearing everyone was in favour of concluding this. Well, that was the word obviously coming out. Maybe there were one or two. It didn't get a big enough uh, poll to put that through, Jamie. But a lot of media rumours uh, could be right, could be wrong. No smoke without fire saying that Spurs uh, maybe were one of those teams who would vote for a season to be scrapped. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would surprise anyone if uh, if Spurs were against it. But yeah, look, it, it's it's really difficult, and that and that is the big issue when we return. You know, are the players then at risk? Um, it's got to be. You know, that we've got to return to football when it's at a time when we're back in normality. And as we've established, we really do not know kind of a date when we know that. You know, everyone's going to be able to go about their normal lives again. You know, it could be months before that happens. So, again, that's another reason that I've, you know, when I've been thinking about when this season could start again, because you just don't know when it's going to be it's going to be safe for for players and and just the general public to start going back their normal lives, and and that's really difficult to see. Um, and, and that, of course, would be a massive worry if if it's not completely safe for them to start going back and training. Yeah, coming back and playing training. We know a lot of sporting events are being called off. Let's talk about that, though, because Spurs have actually posted some of their financial results, haven't they, John? Yeah, they have, and they did exceptionally well. There were such huge sums of money generated uh, through the club, and and actually next year's results would have been even more interesting. Obviously, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium had so many big events lined up. The likes of the Capital Summertime Ball, Anthony Joshua, Guns N' Roses, Lady Gaga... Um, and many more still yet to be announced. So that will have come as a blow to Tottenham um, to have all these events, you know, uh, not going ahead. But positively, I've seen a few of them, such as the Summertime Ball and uh, Saracens, uh, so far confirmed they will continue to fulfil those fixtures, but just a year later. So Tottenham will be pleased with that. And in terms of revenue, yeah, they, they moved above uh, Chelsea and uh, Arsenal. And that will please you, John. Oh, oh, look, <laughs> any time we move above them with anything, that's music to my ears. But, um, you know, what, what, what really struck me with that is if you look at actually the social media followings of those two clubs in particular, I believe Arsenal and Chelsea probably have over 15 million followers on Twitter. Now, people can say, oh, you can't gauge everything by those numbers, but you can gauge a large world support. Whereas Tottenham's page, I think, just under 4 million followers. So that shows you the difference. But then Tottenham are generating more money. Um, and it's not just last season's successful Champions League run. It is that move to that new stadium the sales of merchandise, uh, the constant new social partners they're announcing, you know, lucrative partners. This isn't, uh, you, you know, cheap betting companies. They've got deals with the likes of Hugo Boss, uh, Audi, Heineken, these, these are like leading global brands, Hewlett Packard. Uh, and never mind, there's still a stadium naming rights sponsor to come and also a sleeve sponsor separate to that. So Tottenham are going to be making a lot of money for a long time forward. And some people will turn around and say, oh, why can't they spend the money then? Or why can't they get Dybala? My next right question. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I get some of that. But also people mm. have to realise Tottenham did spend a lot of money last summer. Tottenham did spend £62 million on Tanguy and Dembele. Uh, combined total of around £40, £40 million plus on Giovanni Le Chelso. £30 million on Ryan Tessignon. £27 million on Stephen Bergwijn. So money has been spent at Tottenham. Unfortunately, with some of those players, we haven't seen them deliver their best yet. But positively, they are all very young. And sometimes the Premier League, as we know, takes time to adapt. And maybe even this time now, when they're not training and they're just getting settled in, maybe someone like Tony Undenbele, this will be hugely beneficial to him. I've seen some jokes online that he may use his time to 
to carry on eating and that sort of stuff. And there's been a few uh, jokes aimed at his figure sometimes. But to be honest with you, I think this will be really beneficial for him. If he can knuckle down, get focused, his, his close friend and, and, and uh, ally at the club, Muzi Sissoko, is coming back to fitness. Maybe that will help him as well. And just, I think there's still a fantastic player there. And he just needs time. And this may open an opportunity for someone like him to come through. And going back to the revenue, Tottenham needs their record signing. So we need him to come good. And maybe it comes at the right time for Tottenham to continue to, to see good on their investment. Yeah, and Jamie, you've actually always said that, haven't you? Because people go, oh, we haven't spent in 10 years. And, and that would be true, maybe, on aggregate and even the 500 days of that signing. But you're only as good as maybe your last window. Spurs did spend in that window. And you've kind of, that's a point you've always tried to ram home, isn't it? Well, I think it's, it has been really difficult for Spurs because, as we said, they did spend a lot of money. It's just that a lot of the players have taken a lot of time to, to kind of hit the ground running. As John said, we have spent a lot of money on Ndombele, Giovanni Lichelso and Ryan Sessiong. They're all big money signings. Um, so it shows we have done it. But in terms of the revenue that we produced and that we've, we've moved ahead of Arsenal and Chelsea, I mean, that's fantastic. And it is really brilliant the way that the, 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 the owners of the club and Daniel Levy have brought us up. But it's about now, you know, fans don't want to see that. They want to see us producing on the pitch. Um, and maybe it's just, you know, it's just about getting that bit of luck. We need to be starting to be more clever in our recruitment. I think that's something that has let us down big time. Um, although maybe, you know, we, maybe we could have spent more. And then there's certainly that argument about how much more we could have spent. But in terms of the signings that we have brought in over recent years, a lot of them just haven't quite been good enough. Um, Spurs needed to be cleverer, needed to be more smarter um, about the way they did transfers. Um, and unfortunately, this year, as I said, you know, it's, it's, it's not been a very good year in terms of players hitting the ground running. Um, so hopefully, you know, in the, in, in the summer, we, we, we find players that are kind of more established and are more a level that are ready to go now so they can sort of have that impact next season. Yeah, have that impact next season. Spurs posting massive financial results. And as much as I want to mention other teams, John mentioning those other, you know, big London clubs and look what Spurs are doing and the numbers they are posting. Will it be the same next year? What are you making of the show tonight as well? You can still join in. Still 45 minutes left. Loads of time for you to have your say. So why not get in touch tonight? 0208 70 20 558. Love Sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined with the last word on Spurs, Jamie Brandt and John Wenham tonight. No Ricky Sachs or Lee McQueen. So finally, Jamie and John can finally get a word in uh, and, and they're not being overspoken on the crazy train. But we are missing Mr. Sachs and all his transfer talk. I'm sure he's at somewhere twittering and you can tonight as well. So join us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. I want to talk a little bit about... Now, Wayne Rooney's been making some comments, guys, in his article saying players are treated like guinea pigs, the welfare of them. One minute they're playing, one minute they're not. You know, they were the last ones considered here. And we're talking about player uh, health and safety. What did you make of those comments to start with, Jamie? Yeah, look, one thing I say with with, um, the players, it has, you know, it is really difficult for them. They don't know kind of what's the plan at the moment, um, as as none of us really do. Um, They don't know what they're training for. As I said, they don't know whether they're training for next season. They don't know whether they're training if they're going to be playing in in um, two or three months time and starting the season again. So it is really difficult for them. Um, Of course, the biggest worry is going to be match fitness. They're going to be lacking that considerably. Um, you know, they're going to be limited in terms of the training that they can do. 
and that's going to be really difficult for them. Um, so in a way, I do definitely agree with with Rooney's comments about um, the way they are being treated. But again, it's 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 really difficult just to see them having to to go again in a couple of weeks' time or how or a couple of months' time or so. And now, John, we're talking about we was all looking forward to maybe Euro 2020, Euro 2021, as it is now obviously known, that being postponed to next year. It's a lot of football. Harry Kane coming straight back into the team, hopefully to help Tottenham in this concluded season, then going straight into another season, then a summer of football, then the World Cup the year after. This is just more and more games. And we haven't maybe really spoken about, A, how that will affect the players. But then if we do conclude the season, Spurs play those games in the summer when does the next season start John straight into it yeah there'd have to be a, a time off to allow for a break wouldn't there in terms of you know building up a proper pre-season a transfer window uh, playing pre-season friendlies I know a lot of clubs pre-season plans have been totally eroded already I know Tottenham had several lucrative um, friendlies lined up in South Korea um, finally sort of utilising that market and revenue stream for them and they've all had to be cancelled prior to being announced which was obviously a uh, big blow for the club, and, and that will be the continued effect of the coronavirus and in terms of scheduling games and when they will and won't happen. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think you definitely need a long break. And to be honest with you, the more we talk on this show tonight, I am really leaning towards the words we've heard of Jamie and also Stelios earlier on. In mm. the, I'm thinking the season is going to be voided now because there's just so many implications and permutations of of how we would go on with this season. Yeah, I have to, before I bring in Jamie there, John, I have to agree because I think we've heard from Jamie and Stelios tonight, but it's interesting because obviously um, I think me and you were on the same page and and now me and you have in this in this call over the course of this show we've changed our opinion actually and, and that's why what we said earlier, it gets so messy. There, There's no really passable way out of this, is there? I just can't see it. I just, you know... All clubs have got different uh, aims and objectives and they all want to be the best and, and, and you know reach their ultimate potential. But wherever decision goes, somebody is going to be, or more than somebody, half the teams will be left frustrated and, and disappointed. And, and you know ongoing legal battles and uh, referring cases to the Court of Arbitration for Sport and it'll get messy for, for years to come. Um, and I just think there's too many teams involved. Whereas I know the caller earlier, Stelios, mentioned the uh, Sheffield or Adrian even mentioned the West Ham and Sheffield United uh, incident, but that was just two teams. Here you're talking about half the Premier League and half the Championship who are going to be up in arms. So, yeah, I, I, I can only see one outcome for this season now, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and Jamie, what do you make of it? Yeah. Well, look, the, the other big issue is if you keep pushing, you know, you push next season back, the start of next season, the next season starts later, and then, of course, that, that leads into the next, the following seasons after that, and it will keep. And that, that leaves for less recovery time. And again, it's, you know, it's, it's yet more complications. You know, you've got to think for the, the coming seasons and the seasons after that. Um, if, you, if you're starting later, um, if you're starting, if you're starting the, the next season later, it's gonna, you know, it, it leaves them with very little recovery time. Um, and then you, it impacts the, the season after that. So, again, it's, it's more complications. And um you know, I just really, really struggle to see how uh, how the rest of the season is going to take place. Yeah, and Jamie, not only that, what kind of Spurs will we see? Because are the players going to be match fit? They're training individually at home. Is is it going to have that that, that exhibition feel about it? Very pre-season friendly, and then that will also affect the table because the teams aren't going to be you know up and running and, and firing through the gears because they're not at full match fitness. 
Exactly. And, 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 you know, as I've said, Spurs really want to have a good season next year. We've had a really disappointing one this year. Um, it will impact, you'd suspect it would probably impact the, the transfer market. And Spurs, of course, as we've, as we've met on, said on many shows, you know, they really need a refresh in the summer. Um, and, that, and you'd think that that would kind of have an impact. Um, yeah, and, and next season, of course, you know, it's, it's difficult to see how you fit in, a, fit in a pre-season when you fit it in because, you know, you keep pushing next season back and back and, mm. and then it gets really difficult for the seasons after that, as I said. Um, lots and lots of complications. Um, and, that's, you know, and that's why I just don't want to see next season affected because we've tried to, to modify or, or try to do this season a lot later than, than what was scheduled. Yeah, and I think that's the real worry here, John, because we, we, we wanted this season to be big. We wanted every season to be, you know, big for Spurs. And now we are looking to year two, and, uh, well, the first full year, year one under Jose. We'd hate for that now to games in the summer, I don't want to say burnout, and then sort of almost ruin that start of year two because the players are a little bit leggy from that, you know, complicated summer. Yeah, that would be really disappointing because obviously this is the first job Jose Mourinho has ever taken mid-season. He's been banging on and on and on about him wanting it to be the 1st of July before this uh, coronavirus happened. And he was really looking forward to a proper pre-season with his players, getting to know them both on the football pitch and also away from that. Uh, and pre-season is the time to do that. So to deny him that opportunity would be a big blow for him. And, and you do worry. I know we're saying here about you know the players maybe going into the season a bit leggy if it started again so soon. But that surely would affect all clubs. Um, but yeah, but you know, Marino has made clear that he wants a, a proper pre-season, and um, you know, he'll he'll be really hoping that Tottenham can deliver that. Yeah, really hoping. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Jamie. Jamie, you there? Oh, sorry, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. That was me. I, that wasn't me. Jamie, come on, what are you doing here? This is live radio. What's the matter with you? It's not time to get a drink. Oh, I'm not sure. Not, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm not sure what's happened there. You just wanted to have your say. Go on, in Jamie. Fairness, in fairness, my mute, my, um, uh, to be fair, my, 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 my mic was on mute there. So, oh, you know, here he goes. Anyway, well, look, the guys are staying around with me. <laughs> they, We've got half an hour more. And more importantly, we still want you to join us tonight. Have your say. We've heard really. And me and John are really taken aback, you know, just because Stelio speaking so much truth. Then Adrian always joining us. Jamie, always the insight that these guys have. So please call us 0208 70 20 558 and you can get involved on Twitter and we will put those questions to the team. Just tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Love Sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, still joined with the boys, the dangerous duo, Jamie Brand and John Wenham. Really good, as it always is, to speak to Jamie and to get John back. I've been pestering Ricky for weeks, but we all know Ricky does not listen to me. He doesn't listen to anyone. He does what he wants, in fact, but they are with me tonight. And you can be with us as well. We've got your team covered with Churchill Business Insurance. So tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70. 20558. Well, look, if you are at home, you're self-isolating or, you know, you're not at work at the minute and you've got the radio on and you just need that sporting fix, you need that football fix. And more importantly, you need a little bit of escapism as well. We will try to provide that for you tonight. And I really want to start off, time to be a little bit light, a little bit positive, John and Jamie, if we can, because we're speaking, obviously, everything that's going on and it is so serious, but maybe a little bit of lighter relief now. What are you doing on the weekend to keep you busy? We see, we're seeing that football teams are really trying to do ingenious in ways, creative ways, you know, tweeting other teams, doing Connect Four tournaments, this Leighton Orient are doing the quarantine tournament. What are you making of it, Jamie? 
Yeah, look, firstly, fair, fair, fair play to Leighton Orient. Um, actually, a guy that uh, guy in my university class, it was the guy behind that, Dan Walker. So, yeah, he's um, Oh, hello, he's name drop. Smashed. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> he's absolutely smashed that. So, um, yeah, that's that's really good. Um, but, yeah, look, it's, it is really difficult. Um, obviously, with no football, as we established, maybe that is probably a good thing with Spurs and the way we have been playing. Um I mean, for me, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to get on with my own sport um, at the moment. Um, obviously, it's very easy being a, being a runner and uh, get on with that as much as I possibly can. But yeah, lots of FIFA as well. But yeah, it's a weird time. A very weird time. John, what about you? John? Getting players back. Oh. I had the, uh, the birth of my, my, my second daughter uh, in the end of January. So it's been really nice for me to spend a lot of time with her. And not any distractions of football at the weekend. So my wife's happy, my girls are happy. So it's happy days for me. Happy days. And, and what's it been like? What, because we know that we live for football, we live for sport, John. But this weekend seemed to drag. It was an eternity. It absolutely went on forever. Now there's no sign of it uh, in sight whatsoever, certainly for the next five weeks. What do we all do, John? Yeah, it's about going out there and finding yourself a new hobby or a new interest. I know we're, we're sort of limited in where we can go out Maybe that's doing something at home. Maybe that's, you know, um, learning a new language. Maybe that's, you know, going over, if, and for our football fans out there, you know, going over classic games that you loved, maybe re-watching certain seasons and, and high points. If anyone's looking for 90 minutes of what to do, just put on that Ajax game from last season. You'll quickly be happy. <laughs> You definitely will be happy. I think everything uh, a game like that is needed at the minute because, Jamie, when we look back now on this season as a whole, there's been ups, there's been downs, uh, a perfectly timed uh, season for Amazon to come and film Spurs. It'll be quite the interesting documentary. What do you make of it? Because, you know, we can look back now. Maybe we can take that step back, but only, you know, we this time last year, gearing up, you know, that European Cup final and now... Uh, you know, no Maurizio, Jose, this break. It's been a whirlwind, hasn't it? Yeah, look, and I think the disappointing thing is how quickly it has unravelled. Um, of course, in the summer, I think we were all very excited. Um, we did make a lot of new signings and obviously we're having the first uh, full, uh, full season at the new stadium. So there was lots of optimism. But as we've seen, you know, this rebuild, the Tottenham 2.0 um, that I've been mentioning for a very long time, it's a lot bigger than any of us anticipated. I think we've, mm. we've, we've now firmly established that there are lots of players that perhaps need to be moved on. Um, and I think that the problem is it has felt as though it's gone quite stale at Spurs. Um, you know, I think we've allowed too many players perhaps to, to, to remain at the club for so long. And, and I think that that's a big thing in modern football. It's about constantly trying to improve yourself, find new ways to Im- improve as a team. I think we're seeing with Manchester City even this season, I mean, their, their levels have significantly dropped. They haven't really lost any other players. But, you know, they're, they're so far behind Liverpool. And, and that's a, a really strong indication now that, that the modern game requires for for people to move on. And, and maybe that's been a, the case with Jose Mourinho a bit. Um, I think that a lot of people have kind of discussed, you know, has his way of football, you know, has it has football evolved since, since when he was, you know, really at the top? And, you know, you wonder whether... You know his style of football is gonna is gonna is gonna succeed in in the modern game. So, yeah, look, um, it, it has been a really difficult season for Spurs, and you know you just hope that the the owners, um, you know Daniel Levy and Jose Mourinho, are going to look at it and they're going to say, look, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and um, hopefully, um, if there is if there is a transfer window, 
um, they can go out and really try and fix this squad. Yeah, and and that's the thing, obviously, Jamie. You just to quickly keep with you at the minute. You obviously um, you've been on the show the last few weeks, and we've heard the frustrations. We've seen the frustrations. Many fans calling in. So many callers actually the other weeks. We was all a little bit surprised. At a time like this, can fans maybe take a step a step away themselves, reevaluate? We're hoping Jose does that with a side, but maybe the fans as well. Maybe those frustrations have they faded away at all? And they've gone. Look now. Look, we will get some players. Back. Let's see where we're at. We write this season off. We look forward to next. Or are those frustrations and that atmosphere that you've spoke about? Is it still is it still quite high at the minute? Yeah. Well, look. I mean, it's it was obviously a really difficult period for Spurs. Anyway, um, of course, you know, as we've established, there was no Harry Kane, you no Hyung Min Son. Um, so really, there was there was a lot of negativity anyway um, over the recent weeks, and and that's kind of why results have been really really quite dreadful. Um, I think now a lot of a lot of fans know that this team is is firmly in need of a, a huge amount of work, and it, it is really difficult to know kind of how long it's going to take. Um, I mean, I thought it might be a season or so. Spurs might be able to rebuild this year, but it, it just shows that there is such a huge amount of work to be done on this on this squad. Um, and I think it has surprised a lot of people. I think one one person that has surprised a lot um, in terms of kind of how this squad does need to be refreshed is Jose Mourinho. I think I said I said earlier, I think that when he did t- take the job, although it's a really attractive team and there's, you know, there's lots of um, really good players everywhere all over the team, it, it just seems as though a lot of them have kind of, the mentality isn't really there. You know, they've been at Spurs for so long and when you've been at a place for so long, it's really difficult to kind of have that motivation to keep performing week in, week out. Um, and I think that that kind of, that confidence... Um, that that will to be at the club um, to succeed for the club just isn't really there with a lot of the players and um, you know as as supporters we've kind of really got to know that that this team has a lot of work to do. Yeah a lot of work to do and and maybe it will be a chance for Jose to look at it because Jamie always mentioned John that Jose would have seen this he was a pundit but it's, it's all well and good seeing it from an outside perspective. Now he's been inside it. He's lived it. He's breathed it, you know, 24-7 since he's been there since November. It, it, we may see a difference, mightn't we? Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like, actually, one point you always have to mention, people keep saying, oh, the results have been disappointing or the results have been poor. Let's remember the injuries we've had. That must be the mm. first consideration when talking about the performances we've had this season. I feel like he's having to a- adopt a, a lineup that maybe he wouldn't normally do because there has been some exciting results when our players have been fit. You look at the, the game when we dismantled Burnley at home 5-0. You look at when we went to West Ham and we, all right, we let in two late goals, but we were 3-0 up within, you know, very early on in the game. We scored four against Olympiacos. So, you know, there are signs that when our players are fit and he has the likes of Harry Kane, Huminson, Musa Sizoko available, add Stephen Bergwine to that as well, you know, then we can start playing a more exciting uh, brand of football. And I think... One other point that has to be considered, we're talking about the Tottenham 2.0 and the work that needs to be done at the club. I feel like some positive work it has already started. I think the departures of Christian Eriksen, who had you know, a fantastic player on his day, world-class player, in fact, one of my, my favourites to play for Spurs in recent times, but you know, his mind was elsewhere and it was time to part ways. Added to that, the departures of Danny Rose, who I'm sure will complete a permanent move to Newcastle uh, when we do resume the season or in the transfer mm. window, whenever that may be. And then also offloading Victor Wanyama. So I feel like positive action is being taken um, and in terms of the summer rebuild, and we're talking about an hour and lots of work needs to be done, top of my head, apart from Michel Vorm, maybe Jan Vertonghen, 
I can't actually think of too many more players I would actually move on at this point. Um, on a personal point of view, I've never really got on board with Serge Aurier. I appreciate this season he's done better. And I'd be interested to hear from, from, from Jamie as, as to which players he would like to see moved on this summer. Or is it just players that we need added to the squad? I, look, for me, um, I think that one of the biggest issues for Spurs has been the lack of, you know, not moving players on. I think um, there has been a lot of very disappointing performances this season. Um, I think that one, you know, a couple of them, to name a few, Toby Alderweireld has been very disappointing this year. And that's the thing. I think it is it is difficult to know how long this rebuild is going to take because we've kind of let it all build up into, into one you know, and it's now kind of really feels as though it's kind of that, um, um, that sort of exploding point where there is so much to be done. Um, I think that Toby Rivara is certainly one, but you know they're not realistically. You're not going to be able to move on all these players at once, and that and that's why we've you know because we've left it so late to move players on. We've now got so much to do. So you know you're not going to be able to do everything you want to do in terms of moving players out signing players or, or um, uh, correcting all the issues in the team. You know, there, as I said, there are lots of areas that I want to go and Spurs to strengthen this summer. But realistically, do we are we going to have the sort of funds to go and improve right back, left back, another centre back, a holding midfielder, uh, another striker? So, you know, that's one thing that maybe fans are going to have to accept that there is a that there is a huge job on our hands and it's going to take more than than two or three summers to kind of mm. complete this rebuild and, that, and that's that is my concern um, and, and kind of something that I've realized that this is going to take a long time we know that obviously in the summer um, did we do enough we did a lot of very good business but you know it wasn't it clearly wasn't enough there were lots of areas in that team that needed to be um, that needed to be kind of rebuilt and we needed new players brought in but you can't do it all in one summer, and, and that's that's for me is is the worry. John, when Jamie mentions uh, it is a painful rebuild, it will take more than one window. We know that that is the case, but we know that the fans are really split on this at the minute, and it's a good chance to actually ask you because, like we said, you haven't been on the show in a while. What have you made of that disparity in the fans and and those frustrations? And you know, it was such a high not not such a high when Jose came in because everyone loved Mauricio Pochettino, but the caliber of manager that Jose was, the serial winner, and and actually about getting Tottenham over to the line, and, and it it's really quite rapidly turned. What do you make of that now and all the frustrations we're currently seeing and the split amongst Spurs fans? Yeah, I mean, the split amongst Spurs fans, all clubs, you have divide, you divide in, in, in fans' opinions and, and that's why we love it. You know, That's why we get to do shows like this because people can come on and, mm. and have different opinions and then call up the show and get theirs across. And, you know, it, it's, it's been an interesting one because I, I, I personally just believe if we hadn't had the injury, people would be far happier and we may have progressed a lot further in those cup competitions. In terms of, you know, I genuinely am quite positive about it all. I feel like we will do a lot better once our players are back and once Mourinho has a full summer to work with the players that he wants and if we can continue offloading players as, as we've done under Mourinho. I want to talk about some of the positive points. I mean, look at the youth players he's brought through. There was all this rubbish, and I've got to say it is rubbish, that, that was, you know, Mourinho will never give youth a chance and this, that and the other. We've seen nearly all of our best youth players signed down to new long-term contracts since he's been at the club. I'm talking about the likes of Malachi Walcott, who made his Champions League debut. I'm talking about Troy Parrott, who's made a Premier League debut under Mourinho. Uh, obviously, Jaffet Tanganga, he's yet to sign a new deal, but talks are ongoing. And he's obviously now become an established member of the first team. We've seen Harvey White training with the first team, Jamie Bowden. There's a whole conveyor belt of young players that are really pushing under Mourinho. 
to be involved. They're another one who would benefit from a full pre-season under him. And maybe we can supplement some of those spaces we're talking about leading in the squad with our fantastic youth players who are coming through at Hotspur Way. But in terms of other things I've been impressed with Mourinho, I feel like he's, you know, he's got some good performances out of players that maybe weren't performing so well prior to his arrival. Um, and in terms of a negative, the only one I can think of and the only thing that still angers me to today was the selection of Michel Vorm for the cup game against Norwich. I mean, this was a man who hadn't featured for us for 18 months, had been released once before and then subsequently re-signed in bizarre circumstances. And now he's come in and cost us in a cup competition once again. I find it truly baffling that he was chosen for that game when Norris was back at the weekend camp the following weekend. So Gazaniga could have easily played that game and it, and, it, and it really cost us in the end because he made a, a poor mistake and when it came down to penalties, he let four of them pass him. Yeah, and that was a massive Tottenham's best uh, re- and most realistic chance of silverware. And we know how important that cup competition is to him. What Jose was brought in as well, it was a really strange one. John, I actually wanted to ask, because you reminded me there, and I don't know if you listen to the show every week, I'm sure you do, but I always ask, it's a bit of my tradition, I say, what about Troy Parrott? John loves him, how is he looking? And we wanted, you know, we wanted to see more of him. No striker at Spurs at the minute. Obviously, Harry Kane, Dan, everyone clamouring to see him more. Jose saying that even some fans wouldn't even recognise Troy and then he finally did come on, missed that penalty, really felt for him and he hasn't kind of managed to work his way in under Jose and he made some comments. What did you make of that whole situation? Because I know you are not only a big fan but a massive believer as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Troy Parrott is a fantastic player. I'm someone that certainly could spot him out in an ID parade and I've seen him play (laughs) many times and I've seen him deliver some really top performances. So, on Troy Parrott, I think something that happened behind the scenes with this, this holiday to Dubai during that international break, where he was pictured with Deli Ali, didn't go down well with, with people at Tottenham, the likes of John McDermott, Steve Hitchin, Ian Broomfield, Jose Mourinho, it would have been fed back to, because they're the guys that keep a, a tab on, on, on the younger players. And the fact that, look, if Deli Ali wants to go and, 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 and party in Dubai, whatever, that's fine, because he's a 23-year-old who's played in a World Cup semi-final, who's played in a Champions League final, Troy Parrott at the time was a 17-year-old boy who hasn't made it in the professional game yet. So I think, I think that did annoy a lot of people at Tottenham, that sort of getting ahead of yourself too quick. Uh, John McDermott at Tottenham, who works with the younger players, really has a key philosophy of keeping players, you know, not getting too much too soon, keeping them grounded, teaching them to become a man away from the football pitch uh, and to enjoy growing up and not have everything too, too soon. So I think he, he upset a few people at Tottenham with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of suffered with that, with Mourinho's hard stance. But then the other side of that is, look, Mourinho's given him a Premier League debut. Mourinho is now, he's training with the first team almost every day. Um, he's on, on the bench for big Champions League knockout ties. And he's only just turned 18. What other 18-year-olds are doing that? Yeah, what other 18-year-olds are doing that? John, always a staunch supporter of Troy Parrott. Good to get your thoughts back on it, but they are staying around. There's still time to speak tonight. Tweet us at Lovesport Radio. Call us 0208 70 20 558. I'll be asking the guys, what next? Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Well, I'm joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs, Jamie Brand and John Wenham. And if you're listening to us and you're hoping to tune into the Southampton Show, we took over. 
It's only about Tottenham. It's about Spurs. That's why the Southampton show will be back next week after Southampton. It is Birmingham, so stay around for that one. But we're keeping our eyes on Spurs tonight, and you can still have your say. Tweet us at Lovesport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. Jamie, John, we've spoke about the solutions on the table for the Premier League. It was the meeting today. That break extended to the 30th of April. Me and John may be saying we thought that it would be concluded, and now we've been almost we're hearing your thoughts tonight it's the fans thoughts maybe it won't be concluded even Jamie's saying that Jamie we don't know at the minute the plan is for it to resume on the 30th but for Spurs whether it's this summer no Euros now the game's eating to the summer next year the full first year under Jose what next really and truly for Spurs well, look, I think, first of all, I've just read a report um, from The Athletic saying that clubs would have to pay around £700 million back if they weren't to complete the season. What, as a, um, as a and for me, overall, Jamie, not each? Yes, yeah, as, yeah. as, just, just as an overall. And, and, and that's where I think that, you know, that clubs are going to push for it. And it comes back to Wayne Rooney's comments about, um, you know, treating the players like the guinea pigs. Um, you know, the clubs really, if they do resume this season, it will completely be down to money, in my opinion. I think maybe you could look at the likes of Liverpool and, of course, they're going to want to continue the league because of the position they're in. Um, but, you know, the, the first and foremost thing that has to be uh, recognised ahead of the money that maybe that clubs would have to lose has to be the safety of the players. And as I've said, you know, it's going to be very difficult to kind of fit in a pre-season, um, get players up to proper fitness if you're going to start next season. And that has to be the main consideration. And, um, you know, it would be really disappointing if, if they did kind of make that decision based on on money that they might lose. Yeah, and what about you, John? What what next now? Because I think it's me and you that have actually maybe changed our opinion during the course of the show. What next? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We, I certainly can speak for myself and say I have changed my opinion. It seems like you have as well. And um, yeah, I just feel like clubs um, are going to have to bite the bullet on this one. And, and I'm sure they'll come up with some sort of compromise and, and, and you know, the FA will help and, and UEFA. Um, in terms of any bridging any loans or, or, or money that would need to be repaid to television broadcasters. But for the access television broadcasters get in any event, I'm sure the clubs can turn around and, and say, look, we give you a lot anyway for your money, um, albeit it's a lot. Um, you know, and I'm sure some sort of compromise would be reached. But I, I just don't see how these games are going to carry on because you know we've got 12, 12, 12 weeks predicted of the coronavirus in the UK, and that's the best-case scenario. That's looking at I mean, its best possible case. And... Um, so, yeah, I mean, when is the time going to be for these fixtures to take place? I just can't see it happening. And then that's really disappointing that we're going to end the season like this and, and what we're all going to do for the next 12 weeks. Uh, well, if it, if it doesn't get played out then, John, me and you changing our minds tonight and, and, and it starts to be into more time and next season, when the next season should start, do they revert back to standard, Spurs back in the Champions League? Because what do they do if it's voided? What, what does happen mean to last standards? And I know to- uh, Liverpool will have their own ideas on that, but what does this mean for Tottenham? We could not only say about the players coming back, having played games less, the summer off, and then maybe under Jose, actually back in Champions League football, John. And that would be a phenomenal uh, achievement. He said he'd get it. He's a serial winner. <laughs> oh, don't, don't. Maybe we can get the FA Cup thrown in as well. <laughs> um, no, but on, on a serious one, I just feel like that would be such a huge boost for Tottenham. It would continue their positive upward curve in terms of revenue the club are making, players that it can attract. Um, just sort of global standing would continue to increase and grow as it has done over the last you know, five, ten years. Um, and it would just be such a benefit in terms of keeping the players they've already got, the likes of Harry Kane, Hummin Son, 
Delhi Alley, you know, these players that would obviously be coveted by other clubs if maybe Champions League football wasn't on offer. Um, so it would just be massive for Tottenham. And also looking at, the, you know, when they're trying to secure naming rights deal, you know, having another year of Champions League football, those big nights at the lane, um, would just be massive in all, in all regards. So for Tottenham, that would be, you know, winning, literally winning the lottery for the club in terms of the poor season they've had to then once again be in the Champions League. That would be five years running. And that would also be, uh, if they did get into the Champions League, it would be another hallmark, maybe one not celebrated by so many as me, but it would be another year above the Arsenal. Yeah, and not only that, it would be another year in that money. You're talking about posting financial results. It's another year in that European football. And Jamie, I have to ask you, we're talking about Spurs, the season they've had, reaching the European Cup final, firing Maurizio Pochettino, Amazon filming. Wouldn't it just be typical Spurs to then have a season voided and get back in the Champions League? Exactly. It. I mean, it's the most unspursy thing I've ever I would ever see if that was to be the case, um, and and that does seem as the way it probably will be decided. The Champions League spots um, going off last season. I mean, the only, obviously the only disappointing thing is that we probably would see Arsenal um, in uh, going to the Champions League with Man City potentially if their mm. band does go ahead. Then you'd think that maybe the fifth place from that season would get it, and that was unfortunately Arsenal, but. I think Look, it's a small, it's a small price, isn't it, Jamie? Spurs are back in it and everything else that's well, gone on this year. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I would just about accept that to be honest. Um, but <laughs> no, but but in, in you know, in all, all fairness, look, Champions League football is massive for, yeah. for Spurs in terms of, as I've said, this rebuild. You know, we are to be able to rebuild properly, we're going to need Champions League football to attract the top players. You know, or would we have been able to attract the likes of Lacelso and Dombele, um, those sort of calibre of player? Um, who were targeted by very big clubs last summer, would we have been able to sign them without being able to offer Champions League football? Um, So for Spurs, it is really massive. And as John said, of course, you get extra revenue from that. Um, So Champions League really is the key. I've always said that, you know, that's the most important. That has to be the first and and foremost, the most important thing for Spurs, getting into that Champions League. And, um, you know, we'd be very, very fortunate if, if they, for some reason, do decide to go off last season's results. Absolutely, boys. I've absolutely loved spending this 90 minutes with you, as I do every week. Jamie Brand and John Wenham. Really appreciate them coming on, especially on the phone for 90 minutes and, and always doing the team at Last Word on Spurs prayers. The Spurs show will be back as it is every week. 90 minutes, the boys always giving as good as they got. What will it mean for them in this season? Could they be back and could they be back in Champions League football? Only time will tell. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Now, in case you hadn't noticed over the weekend, we've been mentioning this a lot on our Twitter account, that the Football Content Awards are back and this year's venue is the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And yes, you, yes, you, you can help Last Word on Spurs lift a trophy at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. All we need you to do is simply vote for us as your best podcast. You can do that by tweeting, I am voting for at Last Word on Spurs in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best podcast. Or you can go to the website of the Football Content Awards, which is www.footballcontentawards.com forward slash 2020 hyphen voting 
and you just simply just place your vote for the last one on Spurs under the Premier League podcast. Once again, we can't thank you enough for all your support. And as always, your votes mean a lot to all of us. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.